It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. 547-1610 is the number. If you'd like to get involved, you can reach us via email as well. 610KONA.com. Bottom line page. Name where we're listen- where you're listening. What you would like to say. And... You can also get us on Twitter at Bottom Line 610 and on Parlor at the Bottom Line 610. Robin Ed hanging with you. Your calls, again, as we said, 547-1610. And, you know, we got an email from Walter listening in Richland, said the commissioners bemoan the lack of testing rates, which they will likely never get. However, there is a readily available metric in the occupancy of our hospitals. If our hospitals are not near capacity, then the curve has been flattened sufficiently in Benton and Franklin County. So the commissioners know what the hospital occupancy rates are. And Walter, that information is readily available on the Benton Franklin Health District website. And in fact, I'll give you that number right now because they do update that every day when they update the cases. Uh, and so far, as far as the hospitalization rates are concerned, there are 337 patients that are currently in the four hospitals in Benton and Franklin counties. For, for everything. For, for everything. Yeah. 70 of those patients are COVID-19 confirmed, and so that means a 20.8% rate of hospitalization in Benton and Franklin counties at this time for COVID-19. So those which, which the, is an increase, I, that's something that I've been keeping my eye on. It is it is a jump. Well, from yesterday it's a decrease because yesterday was 23%. What I was trying to say was oh, over sorry. the last several weeks and yes. even months. I mean, we were we were closer to 10-12% of the capacity being uh, COVID patients, and now we're at 20. So that has gone up, as well as we know that the cases uh, continue to go up. And the one thing with that percentage, of course, it depends on what the hospital capacity is, how many people are currently hospitalized with other things versus COVID. So as we said yesterday, that percentage was at 23%. Today, it's 20%. Um, there, are, there are, I believe, seven more people. If I remember yesterday's data correctly, there were 63 that were hospitalized. There's 70 that are hospitalized right now. No fatalities reported uh, from yesterday to today. But, you know, one of the questions that I think is fair to ask in this is we, we, we have discussed at length the how much the data has changed on the Benton Franklin Health District page, that how much less data we have versus how they've shifted and what they're reporting. So I guess my question would be for anyone in authority at the Benton Franklin Health District, and hopefully we can get one of them on the program here very soon, is there data that's being reported to the State Department of Health that is not being put on the website? And the reason why I ask that is this, because that's the data that the Department of Health, the governor, and everybody associated with making decisions on moving forward in variances is using. Well, whatever was in the application, I mean, obviously, the application, um, it, basically a series of, of letters from uh, elected officials and data, a report slash data 
from the health district. That's, and plans that, to move forward. Right. But yeah. that's that that's what consists of an application for variance. So without having seen the actual report that was submitted to the state health uh, department for variance, we don't know if it was simply taking what was off of the website and putting it into a nice package then, yeah, I might have some questions, too, if I was the state health department. Because if you're putting forward, okay, we have this amount of cumulative cases over the course of time, but you don't have how many tests have been administered, how many tests have come back negative. How many, we don't have that information on the website. Is that information being included to the state? And if that's the case, why in God's name would you not let the public know the same information that you're giving to the State Department of Health? Now, we're not saying that's happening. But I think it's a fair question to ask. Are you giving more information to the state than you are to the public? You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Good afternoon. This is Chris from Richland. What's up, Chris? So um, I don't know if I'm sure I'm not in the same boat or the only one in this boat, but is it fair to be skeptical and maybe even a little cynical about the so called data? Um, and what I'm getting at is that far too many times in the past, um, data has been somewhat manipulated or partially told truth in order to fit specific narratives. I don't think anybody wants to be accused of being wrong. Um, you overkill and, you know, don't meet those numbers. You can claim that, see, our efforts kept us from reaching those numbers. Um, you know, and the same way the other way around. So, I just, I'm really skeptical on numbers in order, because they seem to be partial. They're not giving us everything so we can put everything together and see the entire picture. We're only seeing bits and parts, and bits and parts don't add up to the same as what the big picture should add up to. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Chris. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know, look, <laughs> everyone knows that I'm a big conspiracy theory guy. On, on a lot of things, not everything, but a lot of things. I hear what Chris is saying, and I think you have to be really careful because that's a slippery slope. You can question data. You can question the amount of data and the accuracy of the data. That, uh, certainly you can do that. But be careful not to go too far down that road because it's not a very long trek to calling this a fake virus which is, I think, what a lot of people in this community has done. Look, I've been out. I've, I see how many people wear masks and how many don't. Um, I've, I've been to places where a large chunk of the people are not wearing masks. And our case count continues to climb. Now, I, I think I, I'm going to leave it at that because I, I, I want to get to this next caller. But that's my point is be careful how far you go down that road of questioning things because this virus is not fake. It's not a fake virus. Okay. It's also not the flu beyond that. I'm open to debate. Okay. Uh, but, but to completely dismiss it as nothing is could very well be why both Benton and Franklin County are in this situation. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Max calling from Kennewick. Hi, Max. What's up? To me, the only number that's relevant, and even that's a little hard to pinpoint, is 
each week how many people are hospitalized and of those what age group and do they have a underlying medical condition that's the only thing i care about i don't care if you got more contacts because big deal if they're not getting sick from it if people aren't uh, suffering bad consequences so what I mean, I understand it's spreading. It probably means more people are also requiring some immunity. It's not worth shutting all everything down for it. We're killing ourselves. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. And the politicians just continue to play politics with the numbers. That's what I think is important. I don't know what you guys think, but that's what I think. Appreciate the call, Max. And, yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about this, you know, for how long now? (laughs) One thing to keep in mind, too, and if you've gone into a business and you've seen every employee in that business wearing a face mask, it's because it's mandated by L&I. They have to wear a mask in the business. Yes. So if you're an employee of a business and you're wearing a mask or you go into one and you're wondering why all the employees are wearing one and the people inside are not, L&I is mandating every business has to wear a mask. We have to wear them in here. With the exception of when we're talking behind a microphone, because we have enough distance between us that we can do it without wearing a mask. But when we walk around the hallways in this building, we have to wear a mask because it's mandated by L&I. To ask the public to wear a mask when they walk into a place is not a huge stretch at this point in time as we see numbers continue to go up. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 k What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, kids. This is Sarah. Kennewick. Hi, Sarah. Go ahead. I was writing, uh, listening to my favorite radio station yesterday afternoon all over Kennewick, listening to whatever was on. Uh, it was about 7 p.m. on the 14th. There was a, a lady, a scientist named Judy. That's all I could gather. I was hoping you might replay this thing because it was very interesting. It was more than an hour. She was a scientist, and she was knowing. She says the mask is only suffocating you. Get rid of it. Uh, you're with no one by yourself in the car, outside, 50 feet from anyone, no risk. She says, Summer, get lots of sunlight, vitamin D, go back to work. And it's absolutely right, Sarah. When you're by yourself in your car, when you're not around anybody, you're in your house, you're in an office by yourself, you don't need to wear a mask. The only time it's asked for is if you're going to be around a lot of people in an enclosed area, and then you only wear it for the time that you're there. Because, yes, wearing a mask does impact the amount of oxygen that you can take in and therefore will impact your health over a period of time. You don't wear the mask all the time just when you're around a a significant amount of people or a larger group of people for a period of time. Those that you're not used to being around. I That's mean, correct. We've never, ever, ever heard anybody say, when you're at home with your wife and kids, where everyone needs to wear a mask. Right. We just, you know, need to put that out there, too. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 k Your name, where are you calling from? Hey, it's Howard in Richland. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, uh, Commissioner Peck had a good point. In fact, the Johns Hopkins expert that uh, was on one of the news outlets that you can trust, uh, said the same thing. You need the numerator being the number of positive tests and the denominator being the total number of tests that have been administered. And if the commissioners aren't able to get the county health uh, district administrator to deliver on what's being asked for, maybe it's time to fire the administrator and hire a new one that can get the job done. Thanks for the call, sir. We appreciate it. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 k Your name, where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Dick in Kennewick. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, yeah, I thought I'd give you a call. You know, I've had two dental appointments in the last couple of weeks. 
Now, who gets closer to you? You face the face, then your dental hygienist. Yet you still can't get a haircut. Does that make sense? Hey, well, you know what? Dig, it makes sense in the aspect that it is a, a health procedure. I know for some people, there are things that they need to have done health wise with, with, you know, with, with manicurists and stuff like that. Um, the haircut, yes, it's something that we would love to have to be able to do. The dental thing, there are definitely things dental wise and dental hygiene wise that are, that can impact your health if they aren't performed on a regular basis or they get out of control but again if everybody are wearing masks exactly we've seen it in other places um you know for haircuts let's just say I, i'm i'm with you dick i i you know what i normally go about a month maybe six weeks for a haircut i'm working on three months now without a haircut i'm about to trade in my mask for a hairnet he looks like a wookie i'd have never used so much hairspray in my life back with more after this can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610kona. 547-1610-509-547-1610. You can email us too by going to the website 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment, and uh, we'll read it on the air. And we've gotten quite a few emails. Uh, we'll try to get to all of them uh, before uh, the hour is up. But, uh, Rob, you know, to have both Franklin County Commissioner Brad Peck and uh, Benton County Commissioner Sean Small um, in agreement on a lot of things, that I I think the the two biggest takeaways that I that I got from having them on in the last hours, number one, like it or not, people need to wear masks. And if a lot more people wear masks out in public when you're around other people, social distancing and mask, masks, we might be in a better place in a week or two. Um, number two is they both seem to be in agreement that we may or may not be getting the complete picture about how good or bad things are by simply getting case counts and fatalities each day from the health district. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, early on in the outbreak, the, the health district didn't see a lot of cases. Therefore, we got quite a bit of data. Uh, you know, granted, it was a small sample of cases because, again, we didn't see cases here until much further in the process than, say, you know, Puget Sound did. OK, so we would get we would get recovered numbers. We would get complete tests, uh, you know, that were conducted, you know, how many tests were done and how many positives we could make a percentage. The state health district puts out daily numbers in which they do that. In fact, we can go in there and we know it's an incomplete thing at the state level because they're not doing it here at Benton Franklin Health District. But we can go into the state health department's website and see the total number of tests administered, how many positives since the outbreak began in this state and a percentage, uh, which I believe is below five percent, which, you know, is the rate of infection, right? How many people are, are testing positive per how many tests are given? We can also go in there and see 
of the positive cases, how many resulted in fatalities? That, too, is a percentage. Valuable information that at the state level um, they get and, and tabulate, we have not been able to get that consistently here locally. And I'm not here to bash on the health district either. But look, folks, it was a week ago that the counties made an application to move into phase two for crying out loud. There's only three counties, Yakima, Benton, Franklin, that are in phase one. Why is that? Well, because we have a ton more cases and or the image and the perception that we're not able to control our outbreak here. You know, King County has a ton more cases. They're in phase 1.5 because they can handle the situation to some level. The health, the state health district doesn't think that we can handle it. Now, it's not official. Now, that's just my opinion. We haven't been denied or anything like that, but it is on pause, and that's not a good thing. We got an email from Marie and Prosser said, I'm really astounded at the incompetence of our health district and the commissioners. We've been working or not on this for three months. How do we not have the data? Three months I've been paying rent and other bills on a closed business. Two months I've worn a mask for 50 plus hours a week at my, quote, essential retail job. I've done my part. Why haven't they been doing theirs? If we can't move to phase two for two more weeks because of a lack of data, I'm not sure what to do other than vote Democrats in. Heaven help us. I will understand if you don't read this on air. I'm frustrated, Marie. You're not the only one that's frustrated. A lot of people are frustrated. but, But if I can make a separation here between the health district and the commissioners. The commissioners can only act on the data they get from the health health district. And even though the six commissioners, three in each county, are a part of the board of the health district, and I believe you heard Commissioner Peck uh, mention on more than one occasion, and Commissioner Small also alluded to this, they have been asking for data. They have been asking for numbers. They have been asking for specific things from the health district, and they have not been getting it from them. So the health district is not providing the data to the commissioners. Um they can only submit applications based on what they've got. So they're a part of the equation, but they're not the part of the equation that's driving the data, reporting the numbers, doing taking care of the testing data and all that kind of stuff. That falls right on the health district. So I want to make that distinction because even though the commissioners are a part of the board and the board can make decisions based on certain things, it's the health district that's compiling the data, putting the data out there, and either giving information that's being asked for or not giving information that's being asked for. And from what it sounds like, there's information the commissioners have been asking for that they're not getting, and that falls right on the health district. Yeah, let's go to the phones really quick. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is George in Pasco. Hi, George. you got about 30 seconds. What's on your mind? We're the ones that fund the health department through the counties. Tell them you're going to take all the money away and get it straightened out. And they can fudge the reports to where the numbers don't show up. Otherwise, cut their budget. Thank you. Well, you make a great point, George. We do fund the health district. And the health district is accountable to us. And... We've talked about this multiple times on the program. They work for us. They're supposed to be completely transparent with us. And if they're not getting data to those that comprise the board when they're asking for it, what are we not getting? How much are we not getting as the public? And and I think that's the one burning question and where a lot of people are getting frustrated is why are we not getting more and more complete information? Back with more of The Bottom Line, your calls and emails. After this...
Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 1610 is the number if you want to get involved. Get a hold of the guys at RoofMax today. If you want to preserve your roof for another 5, 10, 15 years, you can do so with their state of the art application developed at Patel Laboratories and Ohio State University. Give them a call. They'll come out, they'll give you a free estimate, a free quote, and they'll let you know. If their application will give you 5, 10, maybe 15 years more on your current roof before you would have to get a new one, and that application is 15 to 20% what the cost of a new roof would be. So contact RoofMax today, have them come out, give you a free estimate, and preserve your roof for a little bit longer. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? John, West Richland. What's on your mind, John? Uh, first off, did you get your bumper stickers? Yes, we did. Thank you very much. They're awesome. Did you put them on? Uh, well, I'm one of those that I don't put a bumper sticker on my car, but I do have it hanging prominently. <laughs> awesome. I hate bumper stickers, too, but that one I put on a window. There you um, go. My question was, I didn't listen to the whole program, but the, the, the commissioners, what kind of recourse do they have to they force the health district to release that information? Or do they? Well, you know, that's a really interesting question because they do comprise the board. And the board does make decisions based on the direction of the Benton Franklin Health District. So if they determine that things have not gone the way that they should have or there was a lack of anything, they could make changes to the structure and who happens to be there. The the board. Benton Franklin Health District is comprised of staff members who answer to the board. And all six of the commissioners are not the only board members, but they are all of them represented on the board. So, yeah, that's that is something. Uh, Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, Yes, this is Carlos Morgan. Hi, Carlos. What's up? Hey, um, you know, early on. I thought there was only two options to this was um, one of them was to close the whole country down for two weeks and the other one just keep everything open. Um, now I think that closing the country down for two weeks would have done nothing. I still think it won't do anything. Um, so I guess that just leaves one option is just open everything up. And I hate to say, let the chips fall where they fall because, you know, I have family members, I have friends, I have, uh, you know, I know people, with underlying conditions, and it's not good for them. But I hate to say this. I hate to be blunt, but sometimes you just have to let the chips fall where they fall. Appreciate the call, Carlos. 547 Let's uh, go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Sean from Benton City. What's up, Sean? So I got to listen to the commissioners, and I got to listen to you guys, and you convinced me to kind of change my thinking because sometimes my thinking can be kind of stinking. Um, but I think I'm going to start wearing a mask. Every time I go into Circle K, grab me a polo pop, go to Walmart to go shopping, just because, yeah, it's ridiculous. We can't meet, you know, a metric. And I wear the mask for two weeks, and if nothing's changed, then I guess the masks are kind of irrelevant, at least in my point of view. 
you know what, Sean? Appreciate the call. Because here's the thing. If we haven't tried it yet, we may as well try it. If we go for a couple weeks and things aren't changing, then, you know, who knows where we go from there. But thanks at least for being open to the idea of trying something different, uh, at least for a period of time, to see if we can all do a little bit of something to get back to this. You know, to what Carlos said, hey, look, if everybody, we, we talked about this before in the program, if everything opened back up and all you were asked to do was wear a mask for two months, but everything could open back up. You just had to wear a mask for a couple months. Would that be as bi- would that be too much of an inconvenience if we got everything to 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 be back or at least halfway open? All you have to do is wear a mask for two months, and you can go out to dinner. You can go to the movies. You can do all these things that we've been. You can go to a concert. You can go bowling. You can go play. You know all these stuff. All you have to do is wear a mask for two months, and all this stuff is back open. If we can, if we wear a mask for a little bit of time, a couple weeks, we might be able to turn things back down that we move into phase two. And then we're back to 50% at restaurants. We're doing all these other things. All you got to do is wear a mask when you go inside a building for a couple weeks and see if we can turn it around. I've got some thoughts, but I know our callers do too. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Mike. Mike, what's up? A uh, couple things. Um... If you've been in the health world at all, you know that there's four ways that disease gets transmitted. One is direct contact. Two is indirect contact. Three is from an animal or an insect. And four is from the food that you eat. So originally, and I think this is where all the distrust started, originally they said, you don't need to wear a mask, uh, blah, blah, blah. But that was just a ploy so that people didn't hoard the mask like they do, you know, toilet paper and and Clorox wipes and whatever else. But now you come out and you say, oh, well, everybody needs to wear a mask. So what is it? You want to wear the mask? You don't want to wear the mask? They knew from the start that everybody should be wearing a mask. And how they tried to quell it without and now sell the mask is, to me, uh, ununderstandable because from day one, everybody should have been wearing a mask. Appreciate the call, Mike. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. I want to go back to kind of the look. We we we've talked about this ad nauseum for months, um, and the the tone that I have heard in that time is this. In the beginning, everyone was on on the same page. Everybody was like, okay. After about three weeks of being locked down, only essential workers, and even then, most of those workers needed to be wearing masks in the very beginning, social distancing, all that stuff. After a while, it started to wear on us, okay? Here's, I'm not making excuses, but to me, I think... Something that does need to be factored in is the fact that many counties around the state didn't even see a case until well after we went into the lockdown. 
Okay, hindsight's twenty twenty. Should the governor have locked the whole state down? Should he have only locked down three counties that were having the major problems? How do you enforce that? You know, <laughs> and, and be able to freely move about the you know in the state. It's a nightmare. I get it, but what I think is lost is the mental side of this. You know, we can talk about. Don't hear. Don't get this twisted. We talk about small business owners and, well, any business owners, okay? We've already lost the school year, which I think ends today or tomorrow anyway. We've lost so much, okay? And unfortunately, some people have lost loved ones over this too. The overall consensus that I can see and I and, and the, the, the vibe that I'm getting is that those of us in, in this area, have been through enough. I'm not saying don't wear masks. I'm not saying, you know, that's my point is mentally it is getting very difficult to navigate this when you've already been locked down for three months. And now there's a question about whether or not and when we might even be get to get out of phase one for crying out loud when We've got, what, a dozen, a dozen counties in the state that are already into phase three. We look around and Spokane opened up to phase two and they're seeing a spike in cases. So the mental side of it, I think, is an important thing. It, I'm not saying it should drive policy, but it is something to to consider. Consider what the people in Benton and Franklin County have gone through. That's all I'm asking. I'm not saying defy any order. I'm not saying that at all. I am just saying that I, like every single one of you, want to get moving, get this behind us as quickly as we can, as safely as we can, because we're all tired of it. Five four seven one six ten. if you'd like to join the conversation. You know, if you're a small business owner and you're open part of the way or you have the ability, you're fortunate enough that you're essential and you're able to be open, put a sign on your door and just simply ask people to wear a mask inside. It doesn't take a lot. It's not that big of an ask. And at this point in time, we need everybody to get on on at least as much of the same page as possible so that we can start getting this county, those businesses that aren't open, back open again. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? I'm Jack. I'm calling from Richland. It's on your mind, Jack. Well, they're talking about the spiking on opening up. It doesn't make any difference if you open up tomorrow, next month, or next year. Whenever you do open up, there will be a spike. And uh, the sooner you get the spike over with, the sooner you get around this thing. That's uh, pure and simple. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Jack. We appreciate it. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Hey, Dan here from Kenway, guys. What's on your mind, Dan? Hey, um, it seems like every time I call in lately, I'm back to this preaching and getting on the Apple box about these masks. You know, the number of people that have called in, you know, um, Ed, you've talked a number of times about, you know, the, the your observations. It doesn't look like there's more than at any given time when we are out and about. 15, 20, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. 25% of the people 
And that means 75% of the people in this area are thumbing their noses at this. And the numbers just continue to back it up. And it frustrates me in no end that I, even my own family think I'm nuts because every time I leave that house, I wear my mask every time. And I've been doing it for months. And I'll, you know, if this is our new normal, we have to do it for several more months. I don't care. I'll do it. And, and more people need to pull their heads out of their butts and get on board with this so we can get back to whatever our new normal is going to be. Off the Apple box. Thanks for the call, Dan. Appreciate it. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Art from uh, Kennewick. Uh, you know, I kind of wonder if people have started giving up just a little bit. They've just kind of let Inslee totally run the show. Uh, I mean, look what's happened in Seattle. I mean, people don't seem to seem to people seem to give him a pass there. And... Uh, you know, it's it, it's pretty discouraging, but I think the people have to start uh, uh, complaining a little bit. I also noticed that on our TV station that uh, a lot of them are younger people, and that's fine. Uh, we love young people, but they seem to go along with what Inslee says. Like, boy, we got to be real careful, which we do, but it's almost like they just want to go ahead and stay in, in the phase that we're in. And then, of course, our newspaper, I sure don't have much use for that one since uh, it was bought. It used to be local. It used to be a great newspaper. But uh, I think people better start waking up because, uh, and I, I'll say this, too, for the liberals. Uh, I think they better start taking their party back. You've got AOC and all those guys so far on the left that your party is drastic. That's all I got to say for the Democrat Party. Thank you. Thanks for the call. We're going to take a quick time out, come back, finish things up here on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A for this Tuesday afternoon. And, you know, maybe when we get more information about whether or not we've got four or five concentrated outbreaks or we've got more of a community-wide spread, We'll really have a better idea on what direction we need to go to get things reopened up. But until we get that, we're all just kind of figuring out what's the best action to take. Hook up with The Bottom Line on Twitter at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. News Radio 610 KONA 5471610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Swing by CBD American Shaman. They are off Clearwater in Kennewick, right across from the Grain Elevator, and find out how you can get your free sanitizing wash, sanitizing gel to give you the extra layer of protection against COVID 19. It's made with hypochlorous acid, which, when mixed with water, kills viruses and bacteria on contact. There are a number of businesses in town that are using it to keep them open and keep things as safe as they possibly can for when you walk in the door. You can use the gel on your hands. It's absolutely safe for any single surface you want to put it on. So find out how you can get your free sanitizing wash and free sanitizing gel from CBD American Shaman on Clearwater and Kennewick across from the Grain Elevator. Going right to the phones. You're up on the show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Mike again. I uh, I got an editorial comment. I'll keep it short. Next door neighbor owns her own hair salon. She wrote Inslee a letter. She got a letter back that said, if 
you open, we'll take away your license, we'll suspend you and fine you X amount of dollars. So she complies because she believes in law and order. But the Capitol Hill thing, uh, what are they doing about that? There's two sets of standards, and the hypocrisy is what's going to drive people absolutely insane. Well, you're absolutely right, Mike, and there is some speculation that's growing that lawsuits can be filed over the handling of the Capitol Hill zone because there are businesses in there and other things. Um, that <laughs> residents, the, too. And residents as well, that there is a complete lack in total of anything going on there as far as what the governor's proclamations are and, of course, what's not being followed there. So there has been some speculation that there could be uh, some legal actions that could wind up picking up in regards to the absolute, complete, total double standard that you just brought up. But one of the things we want to mention, too, of course, still going on, is our News Radio 610 K1A stimulus. It's the final week of it, and we will look for a qualifier before we're done here in the next two minutes. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yes, hello. This is Carlos again. What's up, Carlos? Hey, you know, I, I have a really big problem with the numbers. When you have X, Y, and Z, and you don't know what X is, and you don't know why, what Y is, it's hard to come up with Z. The numbers are going to be all over the board. I mean, they're just going to be all – so to rely on the numbers for the phases is just ridiculous. It, I don't even know how they came up with the formula. It's never going to work. It never has. You don't, you don't have to – you have to have a solid X, at least one of them, at least an X or a Y, and you don't have that. So you're never going to – you're going to be all over the board with the numbers. Probably going to go back to phase one. Hate to say it. You know, here's the thing, Carlos, and, and and a couple of people have mentioned that, and I I would have a hard time believing that they would even attempt to walk back once you move forward, because if you do that, the outcry is going to be significant. Not to mention getting businesses that have reopened and begun to generate revenue. Rolling them back and telling them that they can't, they can't stay open again. They have to go backwards. I don't see it happening. I mean, you, good luck trying to roll it back once you move it forward, and especially in light of what's happening in you know whatever you want to call it now, the Chaz, the the Occupied Pro, whatever the heck they they've come up with a flavor name for the day is. With everything that's going on there, there's no way that you can turn around and say. Well, you as a business have to close again because of what's happened here, and yet they've got everything running amok over there. So once somebody goes forward, good luck rolling it backwards because they won't comply. And no matter how much you try and force them to comply, they're not going to comply. Nobody is going to go into subservience backwards once once things move forward. So if we go into phase two, and then in a month they say you got to go back to phase one, I don't see it happening. I don't see anybody doing it, and I don't see them enforcing it, and I see any enforcement that happens winds up going to court. But that's just me. But I appreciate the call, Carlos. Time for somebody to qualify for our News Radio 16K1A stimulus plan. Somebody will walk away with $500 at the end of this week, like Joe Aaron did last week. Congratulations to Joe. We'll make it easy today, Ed. Oh, good. Three counties still haven't moved into phase 1.5 even. Is it Benton, Franklin, and Yakima? Is it Benton, Franklin, and Jefferson? Or is it Benton, Franklin, and Pierce? You tell us the right answer. You qualify for our News Radio 610 KONA 
stimulus plan. That'll do it for today's bottom line. Thanks again to Benton County Commissioner Sean Small, Franklin County Commissioner Brad Peck for joining us. All the day's news is next with the Afternoon Report.